going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. Hey everyone, welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, you're with... Mella. Lacey. And Rashawn. Before we get going, you know the drill. If you haven't liked us, followed us, rated, reviewed us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us on Spotify, any of that stuff, take a second, do that quick. It helps us out immensely. If you don't, you're dead to me. Uh, also oh follow us on Twitter. What's up? Don't. Every time it gets more and more violent, and I'm not enjoying yeah. that. I'm running out of places to go with it, so it's going to get really weird. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know who's your favorite. Ooh, What's neat. up, you guys? <laughs> what have What's you been watching? What you guys up to? Well, speaking of watching and you know feedback, we have an Instagram, like you said. We have a Twitter. We try to put put a bunch of stuff up on our story and post on Twitter and everything. And theaters are back, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Back. We posted one day uh, asking people what they were watching in the movie theaters. And we got some really great responses. So I just want to shout out a bunch of people that are always responding and interacting with us. We thank you guys so much. So to Marla, Katie, Emily, Lyndon, Jenny, Janet. Avi, Peche, Ariel, and Mason. Ooh, ooh. Thank you, guys. What are, what are some of the answers we got? What are some people watching? Some great answers. We got In the Heights. Yeah. A lot of people were watching Fast 9, F9, Furious 9, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Family 9. I, I Family 9. Family, baby. Oh, no. People said it. <laughs> Quiet Place Part 2, yeah. which we all saw together. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong. We did that here on the show. Uh, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Lyndon was really crazy about that. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Lyndon. I do want to see it. It looks funny. Me too. I watched the first one with my dad. It was pretty fun. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Spiral, Peter Rabbit, Demon Slayer. Come on, anime. A little anime. Uh, Cruella, which the four of us have not discussed but maybe we should and then maybe i'll bring that to the pod do it if you're bad (laughs) it's probably the only way i'll watch it so do it do it and also uh zola which i really really loved that will probably be on my list later this year good slate y'all yeah fans got good taste they do do. prove it rate us Guys don't have to rate us, but rate us. No, you do. You do. <laughs> uh, Lacey and I are still chipping away at New Girl. I didn't realize they came out the gate with a 27, first se- 27 episode first season. So there's a lot of New Girl episodes. Mm-hmm. So we're chipping away at it. And what season fun. are you on? Still it's one. Time. Season two is very, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also really excited because on Disney Plus, they just dropped a season two of one of my favorite things on Disney Plus called Zenimation. Uh, I don't know if any of you have watched it. I made Josh watch a few with me. Basically, they take a theme 
sometimes it's a feeling, sometimes it's a physical, like, rain, wind, water, and they pull a bunch of clips from Disney movies, and they take out all the dialogue, all of the Disney music, and they just kind of piece it together with real Foley sound, um, and it's just, like, so nice to have it on when you're working just on in the background it's very peaceful and you look up and you know there's Figaro curling up on bed on top of Geppetto or you look up and there's Elsa creating Olaf in the snow but you wouldn't know because you're not hearing the voices you're just hearing snow crunching or you're hearing raindrops falling or Geppetto snoring you know it's just it's very sweet it's very peaceful and if you're a huge Disney lover it's such a nice nice little reprieve it sounds like a Disney white noise machine yeah Disney ASMR yeah I'm into (laughs) it it's beautiful it's really really nice there's two seasons on Disney plus now and they're good Ooh, I want to check it out Rashawn did we even talk about how we saw Zola I don't think you did we did not talk about how we saw Zola but you could we... you can take it away because I feel like you absolutely <laughs> loved it. I did. Is that are you kind of letting everyone know you hated it? Relax. No, I did not hate it at all. Not one bit. I feel like I want to watch it again, and mm-hmm. I left wanting to see more. So I think mm-hmm. on a second watch, I might truly love it. Yeah. But I didn't really know much about it going into watching it. And I think that's fine. I don't think you know, have to know a lot about it. Yeah, because it's based off of the 148 tweet thread. I think it went viral in 2015. Yeah, it was a mm-hmm. while ago. Uh, it's directed by Janique Bravo, who I think is a really great director. Taylor Page, Riley Keogh, Coleman Domingo, um, mm-hmm. Nicholas Braun. Um, so they're like the four main characters. and quick tweet synopsis it's just about two dancers who take a trip from detroit to florida and it's just wild it's wild 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 and it's just crazy that it there's a movie based off of a twitter thread yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean like, it, just it, that thought alone it busted the industry open when she was able to sell the rights to mm-hmm. her tweet thread Right. And she still, she executive produced it, which is awesome. So they didn't That's just like cool. snatch it from her and, and make their own shit. I highly recommend it. It's, it, I really like it and I, I would love to see it again. But yeah, maybe Mela, like you said, with your expectations curbed and going to see mm-hmm. it a second time, you might feel differently. Yeah, because I didn't have a bad time at all. And and then like a, our own separate thread, one time Lacey asked like, what is a character you'd love to play one day? And it's definitely Stephanie Riley Keogh's part, mm-hmm. like one hundred percent. Just it just seems so like she was having the best time, and she was just phenomenal to me. So yeah, yeah, I would watch it again. So you let me know when. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch Fear Street. Which is, <gasps> don't uh, don't no spoilers. I want to watch it so bad. No spoilers. I promise. <laughs> just comes in with the fucking spoiler. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. Are you you enjoying it though? Did you like it? Very much. Yeah. I've I've seen part one. I think part two just dropped. They're releasing them weeks apart. Um, The first movie is in 1994. Second one's in 1978. I nom 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 nom. Ate up 1994. It's uh, it's a slasher. It's it's great. 
yeah, I don't want to say much else, but oh, I'm I can't excited. Wait. It's on Netflix. Go, 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 go. Um, and then last, uh, like I said, there's a lot of interaction on Twitter, on Instagram, and um, there's so many movie podcasts out there. We are one of them, and the people that have embraced us on social media have had us on their show, have um, come on our show. We just thank you so much. So if you listen to When Cinephiles Attack, just take a second while you're on one of those platforms and follow one of these shows. Um, Just a handful that have really been great on social media. We got Cocktails and Classics, Game for a Movie, I Drink Your Podcast, our favorite. We love them so much. So much. Um, FN Nerds, Aged Narrative, Cast of Color, The Manic Pixie Podcast, The Envelope, Please, Sam. You liked Sam on our Oscar episode. That's his Oscar podcast. So Go find his shit. 15 Minutes of Marvel and Late Fee Cinema. Thank you guys for any kind of interaction, whether you just, if it's a simple retweet of something that we put out, we're really grateful and we're happy. We look forward to interacting with you guys more. So Thanks for being a part of our Potter and family. Hashtag Potter and family. <laughs> She's going to make it happen. It's already a thing. Hashtag Potter and family. Can I say? Every step of the way. <laughs> Mella, I saw hashtag Potter and family on Twitter today and I was like, Holy fucking shit. Someone took Mela's hashtag and now it's trending. <laughs> what the fuck? I got really mad real fast. No, <laughs> I, was like, I took it Oh no, it this from goes someone. back really far. This is Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave it back there. No, it's cute. <laughs> Josh, you're outnumbered. Uh, all right, what are we fighting about? Josh. No, no. I saw Black Widow. Hit it, Iggy. No. <laughs> <laughs> never easy these days so what are you going to do i've lived a lot of lives but i'm done running from my past i know you're out there i know you know i'm out here so we're we gonna talk like grown-ups is that what we are What brings you home? We have unfinished business. Black Widow is a 2021, originally 2020, action-adventure Marvel movie about Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, set in between Civil War and Infinity War, following her adventures to revisit her past revisit the red room and her family before she became black widow and finally uh, put those demons to rest if you will like we always say when we bring on new releases it's always a gamble it's usually me wonder woman (laughs) godzilla vs kong that's okay has been you huh i know what i'm about son This is obviously I'm the big Marvel guy on here and obviously I was going to take this one. This has been a long time coming. Black Widow was the first and only female Avenger for the longest time, but she never had her own solo movie. And then spoiler alert in Endgame, she fucking dies. So we uh, do a little flashback and honestly, 
I wasn't sure what to expect with this movie. First when it was announced and when the trailer started to drop. I forgot to mention the cast at the top. Obviously, Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow. But we also have Florence Pugh, David Harbour, and Rachel Weiss. David Harbour and Florence Pugh are two of my favorite actors currently working. So when I saw they were announced, I was in no matter what. As I expected, they fucking crushed it. Both of them stole this movie for me. Like I said before, it's a toss-up when we have a new movie because I do have some problems with it, and I, I, I will not be defending some parts of this movie. But for the most part, I walked away fully enjoying this movie. It's a Marvel movie. It's a four-quadrant movie. Is it Marvel's best? No. But is it a good time? Did they hit every note they wanted to hit? I think so. Who do I want to start with? Mm, Lacey, let's go you first. As the most middle-of-the-road Marvel fan, I think that there can be. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I really liked this movie. There are things that I didn't like. There are <laughs> things that I would change. I fucking love Florence Pugh. I love David Harbour. I love Rachel Weisz. There are problems with it, but overall, I walked away really, really enjoying it. Mm. Rashawn, let's go to you next. Hey. <laughs> hey, Beach. What do we think? So I guess with on the hierarchy, I guess with the four of us, I'm number two when it I, comes to Marvel. I think so. I think. But that's literally just on the podcast because in real life, I don't think I'm a big Marvel head. Nah. Despite having seen everything in the MCU. I liked it. Yeah. Mm. I, I liked it a lot. You know, let me take you on a journey. So, that's what I'm talking about. We love a journey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm an actor. We're, we're all actors. That's how we met. So, I worked at this place called The Counter. Mm-hmm. This is not free advertising. Do not go to The Counter. Because <laughs> they are not paying me right now. <laughs> but The Counter is a custom-built burger joint. And when you order at the counter, you can pick your protein, pick your bread, and then you choose what toppings you put on the burger. I wish Black Widow had presented me with a custom burger sheet to fill out. I when hate I you went so in. much. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest yeah. journey no, I've ever gone No, 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 no. I but y'all get, went. <laughs> I, we no. had no choice. I fully get what he's saying. <laughs> it's like Subway. It's like Subway. Don't. I. No bread, you guys. Lacey, let's go. <laughs> if I could have tucked my tub of uh, popcorn under my arm and then like filled out a little form before the preview started. Like, yeah. I don't want that. Keep that. Give me extra that. Then I would have done it. Yeah. Um, but I think I ultimately came away. I think it's one of the better MCU movies, but for certain elements. So yeah, I'm with Lacey. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll get into spoilers in a bit. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give everybody's review, kind of a general feeling of it. Then we'll hop into spoiler territory. Yeah, Mela, I am gonna give a bold statement here. This is by far. My favorite MCU. Yeah! By far. Definitely. I had a good ass time, y'all. Yeah. This movie felt really, really different to me. It just felt like it was a completely different genre. 
And for some people, I think that was why they hated it. But for me, I loved. My theory, and I, if I'm sort of speaking for you, so interrupt if I'm wrong. But I've seen a lot of the same things is mm-hmm. that, that you're saying both in the pros and cons category. And I think because this movie takes place in between Civil War and Infinity War and Natasha's already dead mm-hmm. in the current timeline, Marvel is not as worried or or hell-bent on having all of this connective tissue that most of their new movies have so Mm -hmm. this movie can kind of just exist on its own you don't have to have seen everything really any of them you it helps but most of it is either through context clues or what they outright say i'm trying to think if there's any definitive moments where like well you need you well you needed to have seen that Lacey and i watched it separately and she watched it on disney plus and at, at no point did she text me and asking asking for clarification about a moment <laughs> in the movie. Usually when a new Marvel property comes out, my sister texts me within 48 hours asking for clarification as well, and I have yet to get a text from her. That's exactly my whole thing about it, is that I feel like half the time when I'm watching an Avengers movie, I'm trying, at least for 15 to 20 minutes, trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. To be like, okay, wait, so this guy, what did he do again? And it's just not fun. Even though I've seen them and I'm like, I just don't fucking remember. That was like two summers ago or last yeah. summer because I don't rewatch these. And this one, it was just like so nice. And I feel like the plot had such a through line. There wasn't different other little stories mm-hmm. that I had to follow. It was just like, this is the one thing. We're going to get this person tied up in a nice little bow period there was literally only one thing i didn't know but we'll get to that in the end but it didn't affect my time i gotta talk to you mcu fans for a moment lacy mel Rashawn, you can take a break it's just me and me and the super fans need to have a word we'll go get some coffee chill the fuck out guys <laughs> chill chill out relax uh it's coming from someone who grew up liking comic books before it was cool i know that's a fucking dweeby thing to say but before it was cool when we got the first avengers movie you have no fucking idea how cool that was okay (laughs) chill out we're getting four tv shows eight movies and 22 trailers a year Mm -hmm. take a breath what did, what exactly are you telling them to chill out about? They want everything in it. You're like, Pe- relax. It's the fans that are that can enjoy a current property. And I slipped into the dark side during WandaVision for, for a couple of episodes. And I saw what was on the other side and I don't like it. So I came back. <laughs> it's the people that can't enjoy the current property that they're watching because it has to connect to the next one. Yeah. I'm going to, I don't know if defend them is the right word. But I'm going to come to their aid and say (laughs) that I think, yes, comic fans can be passionate. But I also think that they are being conditioned to expect the next chapter and to get ready for the next chapter. Does it justify the uh, craziness that comes at a huge level? Maybe not. But I do think that, what, 20 movies in? This movie is going to happen, but also like stay till the end because we got to tell you about the next movie. And now there's like four TV shows and Mephisto's in there somewhere. If I don't ever meet this guy, I don't know what's going to happen, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) 
like, what the fuck? <laughs> Mephisto's out in a multiverse partying with Kang right now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's let's get a little deeper into it. Let's. So, this is your official marker for spoiler territory for Black Widow. Before this tale, bloody revenge reaches its climax. I have a few unanswered questions. It's our little secret. My girlfriend already seen the movie. She said they only stay together in the end. Yeah, aside from the connective tissue of, of Hawkeye and what happens prior that you know about from Avengers and like in Budapest and all that, into the ending where Ms. Julia Louis Dreyfus is is giving a contract for Yelena to hunt down Hawkeye. There's not really much, mm-hmm. which I'm okay with. So let's get into things we didn't like. Uh, mine's petty. Mine's not petty. Mine is not something you guys are going to give two shits about, so I'm going to get it off my chest, and then we'll continue on with the regular critiques. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite comic book characters is Taskmaster. I fucking love Taskmaster. I've loved him for a long time. In the comics, he is... Tony Masters, it's a man. And that is not the issue. I want to make that very clear. There's nothing in Taskmaster's story or origin that needs him to be a a man or needs her to be a woman. What I have a problem with is in the comics, Taskmaster is funny as shit. He quips as much as Spider-Man or Deadpool. He talks nonstop. And they went and made her ass mute in this fucking movie. They pulled a, a Deadpool from the Wolverine movie with, with the first time Ryan Reynolds played Deadpool. I don't know, Mel, if you're familiar with that. But the, that's like what, sewn up face. And yeah, they made ass. Deadpool. Disney pulled it this time and not Fox. And he in the comics ha- has a, a power. He has photographic reflexes. It's not like tech. He doesn't have this scanner. Mm-hmm. He carries a bow, a sword, a shield, just a gun, like a bunch of shit, just kind of hobbles around with it. But they implied it was very tech related in the movie. And I know... Marvel does that a lot. They solve questions that are posed with powers using the solution of technology into the movie. And I get that. Damn, follow a sentence. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if it made sense, but it, it was a lot. It You didn't have to call her Taskmaster. You, you could have, she could have just been somebody else. My she really is, could have. She my really thing have. is you're on a base with literally an army of widows. I don't know. For me, it felt like it was the the wink to the Marvel fans who know Taskmaster. It was like, see, it's they're it's it's Black Panther with the with the, the the nails and the knives, and it's oh look, he's doing the Spider Man pose on the wall. It, it felt like they were winking at us without really honoring what Taskmaster is originally. Mm. When they could have just made a, a new character that fit into this kind of standalone Marvel movie shake my head that's yeah. it i got it off my chest i really liked because what <laughs> well that's the thing is like i don't know anything about it yeah knowing knowing nothing about taskmaster did you like this villain a lot i it's didn't okay think to, it's she a... was a villain yeah we're getting into something else maybe no 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 well that's the thing too is taskmaster isn't a villain in the com- in the comics he is he's a mercenary who trains people from... He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't mm. care. He literally works for whoever, for whoever pays him the most. He doesn't fucking care. Mm. He's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I, I know you can't 
blank that part out of of your knowledge when you walk into the movie but i only knew of taskmaster um i wasn't a marvel comics i was i was dc sorry um (laughs) um, so going into that i thought the subversion and making her um making her drakoff's daughter i thought was a really nice subversion and before all that i thought they used her effectively I, I was very tense and like afraid anytime um taskmaster showed up especially the scene on the bridge i just thought was so well done that yeah that was and, an incredible action piece yeah so the essence of copying everyone's fight patterns and seeing how people fight before they engage in combat i thought the essence of that was there they just kind of did their own thing and I thought they tied that into Natasha's guilt really well by the end of the movie. I think that's maybe why I'm so frustrated is the fight scenes were perfectly Taskmaster. That's exactly what mm-hmm. that's exactly what he slash she would do. Powers are correct. M- motives are good. She's mute. Like it. Everybody in the MCU quips. You know what I mean? And I just and all How- four of the lead core family was quipping so i feel like adding another person to that would have been a little too much uh, dude i don't care david harbour's red guardian destroyed hearing them go at it and like talking shit to each other mid-fight i'd pay for two tickets bitch what were you saying Mella? <laughs> well i was gonna say is that i feel like they gave her less of the taskmaster things to do and again this is coming from someone that only knows taskmaster because of joshua better yeah before this i knew nothing against her will against my will i feel like they didn't really want her to be the villain that's Mm -hmm. how i took it the villain was really drakov and for sure for sure you know and that was to me that was a through line the whole time and taskmaster was really like you said just the muscle really yeah let's i could talk about taskmaster for the rest of the episode i do want to shout out the actress though because i thought the actress did an excellent job in the in the short amount of times i i don't do not want to slaughter her last name but her first name is olga um was terrifying that first time she takes the mask off that stare that she is giving is really intimidating and really scary and and then to see the vulnerability on the back side of it when she is de-brainwashed, de-mind-controlled. Yeah. Um, and the first words out of her mouth being, is he gone? Mm-hmm. Was so vulnerable and so devastatingly heartbreaking. She nailed it. She had very little screen time and I thought she was incredible. I thought that she was pretty much dead the whole time she was taskmaster i didn't think she was like really alive anymore i thought he kind of put that tech in a human body and she was like a robot to a sense Mm. especially when she showed her face i was like oh she's not in there like she's actually dead but he like preserved this body especially with the whole the whole thing with the pigs yeah exactly Mm. so i didn't really take it as like her being human and then at the end, when she does say, is he gone? I'm like, oh, shit. Like, she actually is in there. 
she was just so fucking good in that like few yeah. seconds. Well, and I just oh, I love that they kind of tied it into Natasha having somewhat of a hand in her creation. Yeah, I, just, mm-hmm. I mean, I I, mm-hmm. I think that was pretty predictable personally. The oh. it being her, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. We hear about, oh, Black Widow has a sordid past. We've heard that for the last 20 movies, that Black Widow in the Red Room. But we don't know really what she did, what it entailed. As far mm. as just the movies go, we're, we don't really know. We know, ooh, she did something bad. And I thought they addressed it really well when Florence Pugh called her out on it in explaining what she did to uh, Drakov and his daughter. She said, um, yeah, I'm a killer, but you're the killer that little girls look up to yep. and idolize. That juxtaposition between those two characters and what those two women have experienced in their lifetime having a very similar history and background, that justified all of Scarlett Johansson's, Natasha's turmoil about who she is. And it mm-hmm. made her character make a lot more sense for me than she has for the last 20 movies. Yeah. 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 To me, it was predictable that the daughter was going to show back up again. I think personally in Marvel movies, the more they harp on someone being dead or someone having this tragic loss or whatever, the more I expect to see them. (laughs) So I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't predict that she was taskmaster. I predict I, from the beginning, I was like, we're going to see her again. I didn't know anybody was in that suit. (laughs) <laughs> i thought it was a robot to full be real terminator just full yeah that's i mean he's just tech the whole time so yeah that's the, that was too much tech too we can't gotta stop talking about taskmaster <laughs> there's more parts to this movie i fucking love that this is a part of the mcu and i feel like they did not give a fuck about making fun of the avengers I loved it. Like big action set pieces aside, because you know how I'm a sucker for those. I think that was my favorite part of the movie. That the, Are you talking about the moment in the convenience store? Yeah, and just like her talking about like, why do you pose like this? Like, it's so corny. Oh my God, that whole sequence <laughs> with the pose and the hair flip mm-hmm. had me dying. It was yeah. so funny. I To me, that read, and I might be giving this too much credit or looking into it too much, but to me, that red is like this is this movie is also a sort of a passing of the baton of this the Black Widow moniker from Scarlett Johansson to Florence Pugh. Mm. Obviously, Yelena Belova was Black Widow in the comics for about as long as Natasha Romanoff was. So she probably won't be called Black Widow, but obviously she's going to be in future properties. But this also felt, especially that moment, felt like a sort of passing of the baton from comic book movies pre 2018 to now back when the avengers first came out or iron man 2 when black widow first showed up the black widow pose was one of the biggest moments of the iron man 2 trailer it was not ironic it was kind of like the comic book industry is now which is rampant with sexism and 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 over sexualization of the female characters and that's kind of how the movie started Mm -hmm. and i think now we're finally starting to pull away from that there's still a lot of work to be done but to me, at least, it symbolizes a little bit of the finally we're stepping away from that shit. Women can just be badasses and they don't have to do all this stupid posing and the stupid shit to be cool and tough and be killers. 
They don't and have I to think, run in heels. Yeah. They don't have to yeah. do that. Well, she addresses it again towards the end when that she lands. So good. She does the Black Widow landing and she goes, oh, that's fucking stupid. Like, yeah. like she tried so it, good. so like, let me see what she this tried. shit is about. Yeah, which coats my last tirade with irony because Florence Pugh doing the Black Widow pose was in the trailer. I don't know if you guys remember her dropping down from the vent like that is in the trailer. I don't know if I saw trailers for them. I actually I don't I think I did either. Avoided them or just didn't see them. I have no self control, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Certain I if it's a horror movie to. trailer, forget it. What are, what are, what else? Because I know we all had some some gripes coming into this, and I know it. I know y'all didn't have a gripe about Taskmaster. So what are Rashad? Rashad, what what toppings would you have taken off? Ooh, good question. Sorry, Josh. All most of the action. Wow, most. Okay. Let's just continue. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was a ten out of ten when you had Rachel, Florence, Scarlett, and David in a room together. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny that you guys say, or that Mel said, like, this is not a Marvel movie, because it. I think it's worth no- noting that you haven't seen Winter Soldier. Yes, I And have. this is pretty similar, even mm-hmm. up until the finale of a falling uh, yeah. station from the sky. Yeah. And it's about a, you know, a couple of human people. But I think where this differs is that the family dynamic is the strongest part of this movie and they there's a full i think 30 minutes where they're just dealing with their family issues and if i could have you know how you put extra bacon if i could have just you know checked that off i i think all the action i could take it or leave it i enjoyed the action sequences i i didn't need less of them i would have eaten up more family time absolutely I'm going to say my gripe now. I thought this was the best she has done in a Marvel movie. I thought a lot of her performance was really well done. But anytime it was just her on screen, I checked out a little. Ooh. Oh, she shit. did not hold me. Anytime she's with the family, anytime she's with Florence, I'm there, I'm in it, and I'm invested. But those scenes in the beginning where she was in her trailer and... I just don't, I didn't care. I mean, you know she's dead, which I think is one thing. Hmm. And and two, the, the scenes with the family have such electricity in them that I think this is maybe the best opening Marvel has ever done. It's the opening, so good. This opening, I think, is only rivaled with, with Endgame's opening. There's such a specific tone that gets set, especially with the family, and I think it does... The momentum slows a little bit at certain parts, especially when it's just when it's just Natasha by herself. And I think that's just kind of hard to pick up, especially when you know this character's dead. I don't think knowing that she passed away takes any of the tension out of the movie because I don't go into any Marvel movie <laughs> believing that someone's right. going to stay dead, <laughs> right. um, which is one of my biggest problems, as you guys know. So I didn't really mind that. I know that Mel, I think you said in the beginning that this movie doesn't really have to serve any masters. Yeah. I don't think that's a choice. I think they've just done the beginning and the end, and they're just filling in the middle. Mm-hmm. Because most Marvel movies are just a stepping stone to the next Marvel movie, and this one doesn't have to do that, so they kind of lucked out that they can just tell a contained story. 
for sure. I I do really wish we had gotten this though earlier. I really 100%. wish we had gotten this before. It would have given her final scene in Endgame. It would have given it so much more weight. It would have made a a casual viewer like me care because honestly, yeah. watching Endgame, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so I I do I I agree with you, Rashawn. Like we we know where Black Widow started, we know where she ended, and this is kind of that middle piece. But I wish we had gotten it in the middle. Like I wish this had been a stepping stone to her finale, especially after all that time she spent. You know, Scarlett Johansson's been doing this for how many years now? I mean, it's still really cool that she gets to continue telling the story of Natasha in this way, but. I don't know. I feel like it did kind of do the character a disservice in releasing it out of order. And in Infinity War, I believe, once they get to the the battle in Wakanda, she's wearing Melina's suit and Yelena's vest. And I was just like, that's so cool. But it doesn't work because the, the hindsight is flipped like yeah yeah we get we get like a little depth to something that we already saw but it would have been so much more effective if we had seen it five years ago and then she shows up i'm barely picking this up now (laughs) like this is new panning up to black widow and seeing her wearing that vest would have been like oh like it would have it would have hit different they didn't have florence yet or rachel so i guess it's easy to go back and fill in holes that you didn't know For were missing. Sure. But if, imagine it in the reverse. That would have been so powerful. I do have one more gripe, and then I want to talk about things that I liked. My gripe is that this movie, family isn't the only thing this movie has in common with Fast 9. Natasha was taking some hits in these fight scenes. Dude. The fight between her and Elena when she gets freaking ping-ponged between the doorway or the the car into the subway that bothered me a little especially because in winter soldier stuff like that is okay because it's bucky and it's steve who are super soldiers but like the whole appeal to natasha and yelena is that they are human beings who have been trained to the peak of human ability but they're still gonna black out if their car flips and then flies down a, a subway stair they were surviving some fast and the furious level hits and it pulled me out of it a little bit it did make me realize that like in a different Marvel property hits like that would have just happened and I would have kept watching. But remembering that it, this is just Natasha and Yelena, it jarred me a little bit. I think the choreography was great, but the hit, yeah, the hits were brutal. They semi address it when, when Natasha is changing and Yelena sees the bruises on her back mm-hmm. and then Yelena's comment about, yeah, but he doesn't have to take ibuprofen after a fight. Right. They they kind of address it, but I'm totally with you, Josh. Some of the action shots were so extreme that I was like, "Wait, they're still human though. <laughs> like they're yeah. not they're they're just highly trained soldiers. They are not super." I think my favorite fight was definitely the Budapest House, for sure. So fucking good. That fight was pure born identity, baby. Except <laughs> with the oh. camera work. I'm sorry. You didn't like the camera work? I just wanted them to... One fight during the movie, I just wanted them to pull out a little bit. Mm-hmm. There were so many cuts. I, I feel like a lot of the action scenes were just cut to death. 
and I don't know if that was Kate. I don't I don't think that that was Kate. There's a shot where they are chest to chest and they kind of like push each other's chin up and there's like an aerial shot of them dancing around the kitchen that I thought was so cool. But a lot of their hand to hand stuff was just like cut, 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 cut. Yeah. And it was so close. I couldn't see anything. And it, I don't know. I, I don't know. I kind of feel the same way, not about the action, but about around the table, the family scene that we were talking about. Mm. It's like everything was in such an extreme close up. It seemed like purposeful, but I didn't understand why. Like I wanted them to pull back because I wanted them to see. I wanted to see their hands or their shoulders. I don't know. It just made me want to pull back. And maybe that was the purpose. It, that leads me to something we we keep kind of tiptoeing around. But I, I, I want to spend a couple dedicated minutes on on Florence Pugh, Rachel Weisz, and David Harbour. They took this movie and full sprint ran away with it. And I mean that in a great way. And they didn't leave Scarlet behind. But David Harbour, like, what... just i can't describe if you love it's like one of those do i love to hate him do i hate to love him is he just funny do i want to see him lose i don't think i want to see him lose but i don't want to see him win like he was so good rachel vice also she played a spy perfectly like yeah and florence Pugh is might damn might be one of the best actors of our generation like (laughs) i totally agree what i loved so much about florence Pugh's character is that we got all of those quips like she consistently made me laugh out loud she consistently blew me away with her fight choreo and her athleticism but then we got those real heartbreaking moments around the table with her saying don't say that don't say that was fake the one part of my life that feels real is a joke to all of you now and those real quiet moments with her like made Yelena a more fleshed out Marvel character in one movie than it took them so long to do with Natasha. With yeah. Yeah. I loved her. I loved all three of them. I would genuinely watch a whole other movie with just the three of them finding mm-hmm. out about Natasha and dealing with the aftermath of that. There was a moment when they make their way to Melina where I thought, oh, this movie is going to just end at Melina's house. It's going to be dramatic. It's going to be family dynamics. And the whole thing is just going to culminate in this quiet battle between these four people. But then we had to go up in the sky and blow up a whole skyscraper. (laughs) You know, we had to do it. guys, come on. (laughs) You guys are falling from the sky, fighting... Give me a break. That's all Fast and the Furious. I love Fast and Furious. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's like a, it's like a Fast and the Furious energy put into a Marvel movie. It's Dude, like a you got, I know this is not Fast and Furious episode. F9 is so much fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Family. Family. That's a, that's a thing I bet our listeners. Here you go, listeners. Ready for some hot goss? Ooh. Rashawn just gave you his review of F9. I have never seen a single Fast and the Furious movie. You would Same. eat them up, baby. I don't think I would. If you need any more evidence that I'm your favorite host. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of the American Pie moment? Okay, I genuinely was just going to bring this up. I thought the music that they chose for this movie was so good. 
from the first opening number with that really haunting rendition oh. of what is it? Bottom? Smells like Teen Spirit. Is that yeah, yeah that was. Get rid of it. Oh, excuse me, bitch. Whatever, Sean. You I had know. to fit, find one place to disagree with me. You can have it. Sean <laughs> <laughs> hate, ne- hates needle drops or whatever he calls them. No, I I don't like bad needle drops. I love a good needle drop. What's a needle drop? Is that like when they sang American Pie? Is that a needle drop? No, it like an actual song oh, scores, okay. like a a song scores a moment. That's a great a needle drop. Okay, but yes, I would have watched another ten minutes of Florence Pugh and David Harbour just singing that song to each other. Yeah, I I am a sucker for dark minor keyed versions of famous songs, especially if they're punk songs. Oh, I could listen to that slowed down. Dark smells like teen teen spirit for two hours straight. Hear me out. Hear me out. Let's hear you. Are those credits haunting and effective? Yes. Is that the movie that we're about to watch? Fuck no. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. It's awesome. It does not fit. We are not about to watch fucking what was that Jennifer Lawrence movie? Red Sparrow. You know what I mean? Like that great agreed Lacey effective haunting credit sequence is so good and then we get a quippy marvel movie following it i think it it fit the opening i think it fit the the opening but i will i i think it fit the opening but i will give it to rashawn that it doesn't fit the movie the opening i think it does the whole movie is about women being taken and mind controlled and and it's true completely stripped of their reproductive choices and rights and being manipulated and i think it perfectly encompasses yeah it's a quippy action-packed marvel movie but there's also the underlying messages of sexism and misogyny and the way women are completely used as vessels and objects you know yeah i'm back on lacy's side but okay i i agree with you if it's going to be the subtext of the movie, leave it in the subtext of the movie. Don't beat me over the head with the credits and then not give me that movie. Because it's not, yes, the movie is all about that. And Florence has that really great moment in the plane where she's like, yes, this is what they do to us. You gave us over to them. But this is also the movie where two human women, you know, fall from the sky <laughs> and have a battle. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just like, it's... It, I don't, I'm not saying that it, the credits were bad at all. I just don't think that they fit. If this had been like that Saoirse Ronan movie, Hannah, yes. Give me that. Give me that credit. That's a, such a good fucking movie, it's a dude. fucking good movie. Woo! Um, but the movie that I got, and I guess you guys are right. It does fit with the opening sequence. But what what follows, nah. How about nah? I think it does. We disagree. Surprise, surprise. Shocking everyone. I think this movie in terms of Marvel, because Marvel movies obviously have popularized the post-credit scene. Think what you will about them or not. I have always enjoyed them because there are a lot of people that put in a lot of fucking work in these movies. And whether or not you're on your phone or whether or not you're watching the screen, post-credit scenes get people to stay in those seats to look at the names of the people that actually helped make the fucking movie. 
There's so many. I think this is one of the better post-credit scenes. I think in Marvel's tenure, I think this is one of their best. I think it gives you just enough. I think it continues the story of Yelena. I think you get a lot of really good moments of her character arc. She got a dog like she's always wanted. Mm-hmm. You you Name see her Sammy, ha- the name callback. Wonderful. But then you get you get a a drop on when you will see this character next. And I think I think it was expertly done. I think uh, this is a Julia Louis Dreyfus stan account. So mm-hmm. miss me with any slander. No slander. <laughs> I just didn't know who she was. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think that's the big problem that we're going to start to get into is that Mela has seen most of the MCU, but she didn't watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who is that lady? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. She also recruited um, Great Value Captain America. And <laughs> now <Not> Great <laughs> Value. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a bad scene because of that. But. It was a good scene because let me live in this moment where I actually believe that somebody will kill Hawkeye. Yeah! <laughs> kill him! <laughs> Get rid of him! <laughs> Take him out! We're going to save that discussion for another time. <laughs> I am excited though because Florence Pugh is, has, has been, this is not a spoiler, she's been confirmed for the Hawkeye show for a lot of it. But you know who else is? The character Echo, a deaf Native American character who also has photographic reflexes, just like Taskmaster. Hmm. Don't don't be disappointed. Don't set yourself up for disappointment. How are they? What are they going to give Echo gadgets to? Miss I don't know, but you were excited for Taskmaster, and I was. Look what happened. Your heart broken. Does anyone have anything else they want to get off their chest? (laughs) I'm excited about this game. No, I I think I think this this and is like you said, Josh, amongst. Thor Ragnarok as far as the most Marvel friendly like drop in viewer movie and I thought it was really well done and I will gladly watch it again. I think that entire 25 minutes at Melina's house is probably some of the best things Marvel has ever done. Mm-hmm, I agree. People get to act. I feel like yeah people don't get to mm-hmm. act in Marvel movies a lot and there was not a hint of action choreography anything it was just for all four, I think, in my opinion, four great actors doing some good, good shit. Let's play a game. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. So the last time we played this game, Rashawn told me that I was on my Thanos shit. So I figured... What an appropriate episode to bring oh, it back. No. I also, no. I, I also promised that I would bring it back. <laughs> Too soon. So ladies and gentlemen, let's play Describe a Movie Poorly MCU Edition. Ah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I still have the score sheet from the last time we played. Are we going with those points? Because I'll probably need them. So you know the rules already. I describe this time an MCU movie poorly. It's not going to be all comic books. It's not even going to be all Marvel. It's MCU, Disney, Marvel only. That's your opportunity for three points. I will give you the year. If you can't get that, two points. And I will give you the star, one point. Are we ready? No. War criminal competes in Formula One Grand Prix. Lacey. Uh, 
Captain America and the Winter Soldier? No. Or Jean. Iron Man 2. Correct. Oh. I just heard War uh, Criminal and I went Bucky. <laughs> I, fun fact, I was toying with the idea of including the word War Criminal in every single one of these because a Marvel character commits a war crime, I think, in every movie. <laughs> just for what it's worth. Just fucking me up. Number two. Sibling rivalry in space. Rashawn. Thor. Can you be more specific? Oh. Uh, Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because there are three siblings in that one, as opposed to just two. Because Hela ah, is their sister. Hela, we stand. Lacey and Mel, you gotta kick gotta it up. Step our pussies up. Okay. This is not our game. You know this. It's not. This it's not. really not. <laughs> Do you guys want to team up? You pull your points together from here on out. It's wait a minute. No, no, we're gonna win fair and okay. square. Okay. Pro tip: raise your hand and, and buy time. Ooh, do it, Josh. Okay. No, don't be Josh. Put <laughs> my hand. Right. All right. Next movie: teenager hallucinates, destroys foreign city. Rashawn. <laughs> Spider-Man: Homecoming. No. Oh. Teenager hallucinates. Oh. Nope, you already went this. You already no! went this. Oh. Lacey. <laughs> Spider Man Far From Home? That's correct. Hey! <laughs> I had my subtitles wrong. Too bad. That's why I said Foreign City, because he's far from home. I know. <laughs> I was thinking Far From Home, and I said Homecoming. Is it a hallucination? It's Mysterio. Yeah, it's like a super, whatever. It's described poorly. What do you want from me? <laughs> Don't yell at her. Hands ready? Everyone ready? knows this one. Oh, shit. Orphan befriends tree. <gasps> Mella. Guardians of the Galaxy. Holy shit, she got one! Uh. Let's go. Rashawn is in the lead with six points. Damn. Mella and Lacey tied for second with three. Man fulfills promise. Dances with woman. Lacey. Endgame. That's correct. Avengers Endgame. Yeah, that was sweet, wasn't it? That was a sweet one. You're not so mad at me now, are you? Yeah, I still don't like you very much, but I love you. Okay. <laughs> we have a tie for first place. Convicted felon steals from elderly man. Rashawn. Ant-Man. Ant-Man is correct. Mm. All right. One left. Lacey, you can tie for first, and I'll come up with a tiebreaker on the fly. Are we ready? British Museum donates artifacts against Will. Lacey. Black Panther. That's correct. <laughs> okay. Ready? I got another movie. I thought of it poorly on the fly. This is just between Rashawn and Lacey. Sorry, Melly, you're out. It's okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Teenagers attempt genocide. Lacey. X-Men? First? No. No. That's not Disney. Damn it. Genocide? Oh. Hold on. On to the year? Hold on. No. 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 <laughs> Five. No, wait. Four. Three. The year is 2015. Can I guess? What? So can I guess? Yeah, why not? Is it Wando and Pe Petro? I mean, is that's not a movie title. But is it in that movie? What's the movie? Oh. Uh... The one where they both die. 
Age of Ultron? Lacey Ultron. said, oh, Age of Ultron. Well, sure. <laughs> oh, little, little Quicksilver dive. You know what? We all, you know what? I win. This is my favorite game we play. So I'm the winner. <laughs> and describe a movie poorly, MCU edition, the winner is me. Aw, congrats. <laughs> Thank congrats, you. Sus. How does it feel? Everyone else, it feels great. Everyone else is miserable, but I love this game. <laughs> Not not miserable. My head just hurts. <laughs> <laughs> this game this game just gives me a fucking headache. <laughs> All right, y'all. Wrapping things up. Seems we can come to a lot of the same conclusions that mm-hmm. this is a great MCU movie, a great standalone MCU movie. The cast is phenomenal, including the supporting cast. They did Taskmaster Dirty. And we love a good well. Yeah, we love Florence Pugh. Uh, well, yeah, well, I don't want to we love a good needle drop. <laughs> <laughs> we we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation, connecting this week's film to next week's film. And I know what you guys are thinking. Hey, you said Macaulay Culkin last week, and Macaulay Culkin wasn't fucking in Black Widow. Guess what? It got bumped. Black Widow came out, and we wanted to do Black Widow, so the Macaulay Culkin movie is coming out next week. Sorry, uh, Culkheads, you're gonna have to wait an extra week. <laughs> Culkheads. <laughs> so, who can give me the fastest connection between the star of this week's movie, Scarlett Johansson, to one of the stars of next week's movie, Macaulay Culkin? No, it no, it's just a funny, funny connection. Oh, oh, yeah, maybe Maybe? you talk it out. Yeah, yeah. Macaulay Culkin was in My Girl with Jamie Lee Curtis, who was in Knives Out with Chris Evans, who was in everything. Oh. Come on! There you go. Let's go. That's it for this week's episode of Winston of Vile's Attack. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts. And like we mentioned at the top, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CinephileAttack. And if you want to shoot us a suggestion for a new episode or just show us some love, you can email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. <laughs> He's thinking phone. about Damn. See you next week. This episode's spiraling out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Just end it, Josh. End it. <laughs> Good night. Bye.